Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and horror. Today we will explore the secrets of Valakan and unravel the mysteries that are hidden behind its dense forests and ancient myths. Are you ready? Then we will sneak up Castle Pantara and look for the secrets that are hidden inside the walls that house the illustrious and terrible Baron Yurik von Karkov. Those looking to unravel the mysteries surrounding Valakan must be prepared to avoid easy answers and investigate beyond the mask under which the most dangerous predators of these lands hide. In the religion and culture of Valakan, the ancestral spirits of animals and fairy creatures inhabited these lands from time immemorial. These fantastic creatures served Utah, the dead god, and mingled with the population. Among the most clever servants of Utah is the spirit of the panther, who in a remote past suggested to the divinity to sacrifice itself to pacify the lands of Valakan, uniting native and invaders in a single population. Although they mostly have black eyes, sometimes a Valakan is born with disturbing yellow eyes, a sign that these individuals have the panther spirit as their ancestor. Valakani culture tells that these people have supernatural powers and say that they can control the panthers that abound in their forests. The truth is that these individuals are terrible werepanthers, lycanthropes that are found only in the lands of Valakan. People born with these yellow eyes are natural lycanthropes, but countless are those who are infected by the curse of lycanthropy by being wounded by such beasts or by the cruel acts of Baron von Karkov. The fearsome Baron Karkov has a bestial nature that he hides under a mask of refinement and politeness. The Baron began his existence as a panther in a distant world, but by powerful magic he was transmuted into a human form. A life of horrors followed his existence as a human until Yurik von Karkov was transformed into a creature of the night, a vampire of the Nosferatu strain. He is able to assume the form of a panther, and in this bestial form he can transmit lycanthropy with his bite, and uses this power to create his powerful guard, the Black Leopards. The soldiers are removed from their villages while they are young to serve the Baron. After intense training and conditioning, they are taken to meet the Baron in his panther form, who bites his soldiers in an initiation ritual. They are then infected with the curse of lycanthropy and will suffer from the effects of the disease until the next new moon, when after hard convulsions, they will turn into hybrid beasts, half-man and half-panther. Black leopards infected in this way are under the influence of von Karkov and are loyal to the Baron. Although they always change under the new moon, on other occasions they are able to shapeshift at will and can only be wounded by silver and magic weapons. The black leopards are not the only predators hidden under their human face. 
the Baron also has some nobles and allies who are vampires of the Nosferatu strain. The White Fever, the terrible plague of Valakan, also has its origins in Baron Kharkov's sinister secrets. The disease that causes pallor, dizziness and weakness is supposed to be linked to the insects that plague the region. The truth, however, is that this plague has its origins in the strain of vampires known as Nosferatu, undead that feed not only on the blood of its victims, but also drain their constitution. The presence of a Nosferatu vampire can be easily discerned by the speed in which its victims begin to languish and die to quench his thirst. After only a few feeds, the victim will wither and die from contact with the vampire, as a vampire needs to drain at least 4 constitution points per night to satisfy his thirst. However, Baron von Karkov imposes to himself and to his vampiric offspring a strict discipline while feeding in Balakan. Through shallow feeding, he avoids calling attention to himself and his servants, but he needs to feed on twice as many victims to quench his bloodlust. So, by orders from Baron Karkov, vampires drink only a little blood and a single point of constitution from each victim, but must feed on 8 victims per night. As a result, when a Nosferatu vampire is feeding, he rapidly spreads the disease known as the White Fever. When a vampire starts feeding on a particular community, symptoms of the disease quickly begin to spread, and a new outbreak of the White Fever is identified. As long as the vampire manages to maintain his self-control, the consequences of his feeding are not fatal. And with rest and a good meal, the victim is able to recover his constitution and health within a few days. Another nefarious consequence of the shallow feeding imposed by Baron Karkov is the massive domination of the population by Karkov and the vampires who serve him. A Nosferatu vampire manages to use telepathy to remotely dominate a victim that had been previously beaten. The shallow feeding guarantees von Karkov and his servant the possibility to dominate and influence the population of Valakan from a distance. This effect is responsible for the strange adoration of the population to the figure of the Baron Karkov, despite the tyranny and brutality of his government. The mysterious secret police known as the Cat's Claws, the Baron's source of information and intelligence, also results from the massive domination effect on the population. Baron von Karkov and his vampires command their victims to report any situation that might be of his interest to his soldiers, creating a vast network of informants without having to infiltrate a single spy among the population. Among Baron Karkov's vampiric allies, Lady Adeline is the most dangerous. Adeline is a vampire elf who keeps her face always covered by a veil to hide her deformed and grotesque features. She is a vampire of the rare strain that affects only the elven people and walks only during the day, hiding from the darkness of the night sky. She is the second in command in Valakan and chief tax collector for Baron Karkov, commanding the black leopards while the Baron is in his daytime torpor. Her touch can deform her victims, draining their charisma. 
originally an adventurer of the Sylvanest elven people, she was captured by a macabre cult, and in a profane ritual she was transformed into a rare vampire strain. Her horrible appearance and cursed condition drove her away from the elven communities. Wandering the world, her path crossed with that of Yuri Karkov, and the Baron and the Elf formed an alliance of interests. She would have a safe haven in Valakan and the Baron's support, and in return would command his forces during daytime. Currently, she maintains on her property in Valakan, a place known as the Scarlet Maze, near the border of Citicus and the Road of the Elf. Adeline created a labyrinth of briars and thorns, full of traps and monsters. Those accused of treason are thrown into this labyrinth by the black leopards, with a false promise that if they reach the center of the maze they will escape punishment. Lady Adeline, however, always found her prey. Lady Adeline's cruelty can easily be exemplified by the sad tale of the gnome and adventurer Perseus Laterna. The elderly gnome began her life in Valakan in a family of gnomes who had migrated to the region. Despite the rustic local culture, she followed her vocation to become a mage and traveled through the lands of the mist in search of adventure. Confident in her ability, she returned to Valakan, where she used her intelligence to help the people, even though she had to hide her magical gifts. On an unfortunate afternoon, however, she found Lady Adeline and three black leopards attacking a person who owned taxes to Baron Karkov. Perseus intervened, but was surprised by the web punters, who pinned her on the ground. Lady Adeline decided that Perseus would pay for the man's debt, and began to remove the equipment of the gnome. While her hand touched Perseus' body, she was horribly deformed, and Lady Adeline decided that all her equipment was not enough to pay the debt. She then ordered Perseus' right hand to be cut off as payment. The gnome raised her left hand as a defense reaction and ended up having the fingers of her left hand mutilated as well. Robert mutilated and humiliated, she was left in the woods to die. She survived, and mentally shaken and unable to cast spell, she found an abandoned shack near the village of Gida, where she became a recluse. For many years she remained isolated leaving only to obtain supplies. Her life would change, however, when the famous monster hunter Van Richten passed by Valakan, hunting for the fearsome apparition known as the Laughing Man. Perseus found the famous hunter and helped him in his investigation. Conversations with Van Richten helped her to overcome her trauma and rediscover some purpose to her existence. Perseus became a researcher of the occult, and has been trading correspondence and conducting numerous researches with scholars from the lands of the mists on the supernatural forces and creatures. Currently, she has managed to develop a form of steel magic, which does not require hands gestures for its realization, and begins to plan her revenge against Lady Adeline, who she mistakenly believed to be a werepenta. The Ghost Hunted by Perseus and Van Hichten in Valakan. The Laughing Man 
continues to haunt the region. In this curious case, two ghosts are trapped in an eternal struggle, seeking revenge. The Laughing Man was a Valakan hunter named Hugo. Known for his skill and courage in exercising his profession in the dangerous woods of this realm. One night, however, while he was camping with his companions, his group was treacherously attacked by Kharkov soldiers. Hugo noticed nothing at the time of his death. He was laughing out loud at an anecdote told by one of his companions when he was fatally wounded by a crossbow bolt in his back. Hugo was murdered in the midst of his laughter, and his spirit did not notice his sudden death. He watched in horror the assassination of his comrades by the Kharkov soldiers, powerless to act. When at last he caught a glimpse of his inert body, he realized that he had become a ghost, and set out to seek revenge against the group that had murdered him and his companions. Hugo hunted one by one of his enemies, killing them with his horrifying laughter, or aging them with his ghostly touch. The last of his victims, however, his own murderer, was a man named Mordal. Mordal has sought out his master, Baron Karkov, begging for help and protection, but the Baron judged Mordal to be a weakling and traitor for his unnecessary and unthinking acts of violence against the population. Mordal was taken to the dungeons of Castle Pantara, where he was left to starve. The cruel Baron Karkov knew that Mordal possessed a powerful dagger, known as the Fang of Nosferatu, that could transfer part of the life we drown with its cuts to its owner, and used the dagger to inflict small blows on other creatures, giving life to Mordal to avoid his death and prolong his torture. When Hugo Ghost found Mordal in the dungeon, his revenge was even more perverse. Instead of killing him, he extracted revenge by mocking and laughing at Mordal, driving the famine prisoner insane. After three years of suffering, Mordal finally died, but his spirit found no rest. After such intense suffering, his soul was linked to the magic dagger Fang of Nosferatu. Mordal's spirits took the dagger with him, and he would only be able to find final rest when someone willingly accepted the magic dagger as a gift. Mordal is able to assume a corporeal form for a short period of time, and his apparition can be seen trying to offer his powerful dagger to unwary travelers. However, the specter of the Laughing Man has not yet concluded his revenge and follow mortal spirits wherever he wanders. When he tries to offer the dagger to someone, an increasing frightening laugh can be heard, staring as small giggles and reaching the fearsome sound of his deadly laugh. The sounds are usually enough to scare or cause fear in all those who would receive the unusual gift of a magic dagger, but when someone rejects the gift he also became the target of the fury of the ghost of Mordor. At the southern end of Valakan, climbing the mountains, we found the city of Ungrad, in a region somewhat different from the rest of Valakan. Its location in the altitude makes it a cold region, and the passage through the mountains to the village are closed by snow during winter. 
this is one of the few places in Valakan where wolves can be found in the woods. The region is known for the great presence of fungi and mosses, which grow even on the buildings of Ungrad. A few decades ago, this region suffered from the presence of one of Baron von Karkov vampires, Mayo Felix Hoyer. In such a distant location from Castle Pantara, Felix disobeyed the shallow feeding rules imposed by Baron Karkov and freely attacked the population of Ungrad to satisfy his bloodlust. His actions led to a major outbreak of the white fever, and many lost their lives, drained of the blood and constitution. Not even the Vistani were spared, and a ten-year-old Vistani girl named Eliza died of the disease. The poor girl Eliza was turned into a child vampire by Felix. When her mother discovered her fate, she and other Vistani freed Eliza from Felix's slavery. But without the courage to destroy her, they freed the child vampire in the woods, where she still roams the night, accompanied by wolves. To avenge Eliza's transformation, her mother cast a terrible curse on Felix, saying that he would be destroyed by the power of flowers. When Baron Karkov heard about Felix's lack of control, he sent another of his vampires the medical and academic Antonietta Despini to the region. The doctor came to Valachan from the lands of the Mentlier long ago to study the white fever, but the Baron decided to give her a deeper knowledge of the disease, transforming her into a Nosferatu vampire under his command. Methodical and intelligent, Antonietta went to Angrad under the pretext of controlling the white fever epidemic but with the real objective of controlling Felix and giving him an ultimatum from the Baron. Felix did not appreciate the intrusion in his city, but he accepted the presence of Antonietta and to share power. After some time she was in the city, they announced their wedding. Antonietta Despini opened a hospital in the city, where she treats the white fever patients and allegedly developed an alchemical compound made with fungi to curry the effects of the disease. The truth is that Fontonietta uses her condition as a doctor to approach her victims, and with Karkov's shallow feeding once again imposed on Ungrad, the plague was controlled. Although Antonietta still governed Ungrad until this day, Mayor Felix found a tragic end. The powerful curse of the Vistani brought a group of adventurers to Ungrad and the mists put them on a collision course with the mayor, who ended up being exterminated with the use of the rare flowers known as the Lily of Eternal Slumber. An important weapon against the creatures of the night, the Lily of Eternal Slumber, also known as Utah's Blood, is a rare plant found only in Valakan. According to folklore, these flowers only grow in specific places, supposedly where Utah's blood dripped onto the soil during the Valakan pacification process and cannot be transplanted or grow elsewhere. These flowers have great powers against the undead and can replace a sacred symbol for someone trying to ward off such creatures with the power of fate. Its touch on a vampire skin has the same effect as holy water, and a necklace of these flowers placed on a vampire neck 
would burn him as if he were exposed to sunlight. If these flowers are placed on top of a coffin where a vampire is resting, they will keep the creature in torpor and inactive, unable to rise from its grave. A little further north of Ungrad is the city of Rotwald, a place where the tragic past of the brutal colonization left many scars. The city of Rotwald was where most of the massacres against the native people took place, and many were enslaved by the invaders, to work in the numerous mines that were opened in the region. Perhaps, haunted by the violent past, Rotwald has been the center of dissent and uprising in Valakan. In recent decades, the population had risen countless times against Baron Karkov's tyrannical regime. Many explain this propensity for revolt by the influence of the ghosts of natives killed in the past. The truth is that Baron Karkov's control over the people of Rotwald is weakened by a powerful artifact. To the south of the city is the Hospice of Healing Hands, a place controlled by the mysterious witches of the fate of Hala. This place holds a powerful relic. The Tale of Ages, a sacred book written by the 21 witches who founded this religion. The Tale of Ages has a strong aura of goodness, and no lycanthrope can get close to the artifact. Those who read from the stone can use many of its healing powers, and those who hear the reading of its sacred passages are released from any mental compulsion. The Witches of Hala Knowing this effect, have made public readings of this book in Rotwald during the festival of Solstice and Equinox, freeing the population from the influence and mental domination of the vampires who serve Baron Karkov. Following the road to the north, we pass close to Castopantara, the curious fortress of Karkov, built in the middle of the woods, whose structure seems to resemble a feline lying on a hill. The castle is constantly patrolled by black leopards and is home to Baron Yurik von Karkov. In addition to his soldiers and other vampires who live there with the Baron, the castle is also the residence of the most recent Baroness, the woman chosen by the annual lottery to marry the Baron. Despite the title, his women are taken to the castle as prisoners and only remain in the place till the Baron grows tired of their presence and they end up perishing on the false allegation that they had succumbed to the white fever. A group of workers is assigned annually by the towns and cities to work on the maintenance of the castle and the surrounding lands. The castle produces preserved food that is sent and distributed throughout Valakan, but such food is sometimes sprinkled with Karkov's vampiric blood making those who consume it more susceptible to his domination. At the northern end of Valakan is Helbenik, a city built around an ancestral tree. A huge building draws attention in the city, an old ruined tower, supposedly haunted by the spirit of Felkovic, a wizard who lived in the city. Felkovic lived in seclusion in his tower in the company of his beautiful wife, Nadia. His tranquility was interrupted when he discovered that the Baron lusted for his wife and planned to assassinate him. Anticipating his rival, 
Tolkovic sent his wife away, a researcher and built a powerful magical artifact, known as the Cat of Tolkovic, a small jaded figurine in the shape of a feline, which at his command will transform into a huge beast to destroy Baron Karkov. Tolkovic finished his statuette, but was unable to use it. Surprised by the Baron, he was charmed by his gaze and attracted to Castle Pantara, where the Baron delivered the wizard to his panthers. While he was being devoured, Felkovic cursed Karkov to also dive by claw and fang, and his statuette was lost in the woods surrounding Castle Pantara, in the pockets of his corpse. Baron Karkov found Nadia and made her a vampire at his service, and Felkovic's ghost came to haunt his tower and the figurine he had created. This powerful statuette at first does not show any magical properties, but at the command of a magic word, it can transform into a fearsome saber-toothed tiger, whose fangs are capable of injuring even the mighty von Karkov. Even if no one uses the magic word, as soon as someone claims possession of the figurine, it will transform night after night into a feline, growing bigger and more aggressive. On the first night, it turns into a domestic cat, on the second night, a giant lynx, on the third, a panther, on the fourth night, a jaguar, on the fifth night, a huge tiger, on the sixth night, a lion, and finally, on the seventh night, it turns into a prehistorical beast, a giant saber-toothed tiger. This beast will immediately begin to hunt to satisfy their hunger, and unless it's fed, they might even attack their owners. Velkovic spirits accompany and haunt those who have the statue, and will influence them to try to stand against Baron Karkov. After searching the woods and Castle Pantara, we find the legendary figurine of the Cat of Velkovic, an artifact of great power. Taking care, we search for a way to escape these dangerous lands, and we head north toward Mordent. However, our trip is interrupted in Helvenik, when somehow we are denounced to the Black Leopards, and coerced into accepting an invitation from Baron Karkov to visit him at Castle Pantara. Curiosity can indeed be a deadly habit for those who seek the truth in Valakan. Join us and subscribe to this channel while you finally meet in person the infamous and tyrannical Baron Yurik von Karkov, the Dark Lord of Valakan.